Yo, what's good, everybody? The Washington Wizards get blown out by the Orlando Magic in Orlando, 139 to 120. So we're going to look at the recap of the game, look at the starting and the second unit, and some of the stats of the Orlando Magic. But a big question, is Eugene Amari this year's Jordan Goodwin? We're going to talk about that, and then we're going to cap the night off with some comments. So you guys know how we do next on Locked on Wizards. You are Locked on Wizards. Your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's good, everybody? It's your boy Brandon Scott again. I'm rolling solo tonight, but I definitely appreciate you guys making Locked On Wizards your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. And tonight's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code Locked On NBA for $20 off your first purchase. So, again, it's your boy Brandon Scott again, rolling solo tonight. My, my guy, the real Ed Oliver is taking the night off. Um, at watching this game, man. He needed the night off. So, definitely, definitely. Um, rolling solo and definitely appreciate you guys tuning in with me tonight. So we're going to look at how did the Wizards lose this game? Uh, look at it, the vets and the young guys. And then we're going to kind of look at an important question. Is Eugene Amarui this year's Jordan Goodwin? And then obviously we're going to cap the night with comments and we're going to keep it short and simple tonight. Definitely appreciate you guys coming out. So again, the Washington Wizards dropped the, in blowout fashion, 139 to 120 to the Orlando magic they trailed every quarter and uh but that you know the question is how, how did they lose this game well what you know we feel like we're a broken record here on lock the wizards because it feels like every game man is the same thing right whether it's um perimeter defense whether it's bad rotations on defense whether it's rebounding um tonight was a combination of all three um if you look at the orlando magic they shot 63 percent from three-point range so that tells you all you need to know um, rotations were slow as usual. Um, perimeter wise, we're just we're bad at rotating, we're bad at <laughs> identifying who guards who. I mean, they did whatever they wanted to do. I mean, Cole Anthony contributed 25 points off the bench tonight for the Orlando Magic. So, again, rebounding was an issue. If you look at the rebounding numbers, we were out rebounded 54 to 37, including nine offensive rebounds compared to our seven. So, again, they out-rebounded us. They, they extended possessions. And this seems to be the MO for the Washington Wizards this year. You know, we're, we're a bad defensive team, especially on the perimeter. Now, we're bad in transition. We're bad in the perimeter. We're bad in interior defense. We're just bad defensive. We're not a good defensive team. But rebounding continues to be an issue. Even when we get ourselves in good positions to get rebounds, we give up these offensive rebounds, which extend possessions, and they lead to open looks. And that usually this is just – it always comes to bite the Wizards. So looking at the Orlando Magic stat line, um, well, I think we're going to start with the starting unit for the Wizards. Um, let's take a look at it. Obviously, uh, Kyle Kuzma, 23 points tonight, 9 for 20 for the field, 1 for 4 from 3. Kyle Kuzma does what Kyle Kuzma does, was scored in high volume. Um, it's a pretty much guarantee that Kyle Kuzma is going to score 20-plus every night. It's just what he does, man. But Denny Avia, shout-out to Denny. Um the new we are definitely going to give you guys the, the latest news on the injury when we get the information but he's obviously suffered an injury but in 27 minutes of action scored 22 points four rebounds five assists shot nine for 12 
overall and one for two from three. So efficiency was the name of the game for Turbo tonight. But Jordan Poole in 26 minutes, 19 points, five for 12 from the field, five rebounds, two assists. So he had a bounce back game. He looked a lot better tonight. Um, no <laughs> shack to the full moments. But looking at Tyus Jones, kind of an underwhelming night for him, seven points, shooting three for 10. And Daniel Gafford, very, very underwhelming. He did provide two blocks, one steal, but four points, three rebounds, four assists, two for two from the field in 26 minutes. We know that he is a backup, but look, for right now, he's the starting guy. So, um, but looking at this starting unit, you know, the, 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 I guess the new, Solid three, if you want to call them that. Um, Kuzma, Avia, and Poole, they play decent. But it's just, we're just a terrible defensive team. I mean, if you take out Denny, you know, Kuzma does what he can on the defensive end, and Poole is non-existent, but we're just not a very good defensive team. And it came to bite us as usual. Rebounding continues to be an issue. So, you know, again, I feel like I'm saying the same issues, and it's going to be the same issues all year for this team, unfortunately. You know, rebounding, we're not a good rebounding team. We're not a good defensive team. And that's going to be the reasons why we lose most nights that we lose. So looking at the second unit, Bilal, 7.5 rebounds. Um, a little underwhelming, especially um, from shooting, you know, two for five for the field, but he did hit a three-point shot. Kispert looked better tonight, 13 points, four for seven for the field, two for five for three. Shamit, five points, a little off night. But on the bench, let's talk about it. We got that. And I know we're going to talk about Eugene in a little bit, but Eugene, real quick, because I know we're going to talk about it. Nine minutes, 10 points, including statistics that you cannot record effort he came in he was a dog um he got to the free throw line uh eugene Amari continues to prove why he should be that next signing in my opinion so you know again you know looking at this team as far as the wizard style statistical standpoint man i i feel like i'm beating a dead horse rebounding was an issue and perimeter defense was a major issue and led to this defeat because looking at orlando 31 points for Franz Wagner, 11 for 14 from the field, 4 for 6 from 3. But looking at um, three-point shooters exclusively, um, Suggs, 22 points, but 3 for 6 from 3. Coy Anthony shot 3 for 5 from 3. Gary Harris, 2 for 2. Angles, 1 for 1. Caleb Houston, 3 for 3. I mean, just from the three-point standpoint, they 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 cooked us. And, you know, Suggs did his thing, and he was, he was a major challenge for Jordan Poole. But looking at the bench for Orlando, Quanthony, 25 points, including nine for 16. So, you know, just defensively, man, we just, we we got cooked by Cole Anthony off the bench for 25. So, again, I, I'm just going to kind of just leave it there. We're just a bad defensive team. So, looking, you know, in short, before we move on, man, we this is these issues that we have are going to be the issues we're going to have all year. And we all know that, man. We're just not a good rebounding team, we're not a good defensive team. And you can you know who do you look at? You can look at the players, yeah. You can look at West Sunsell Jr., yeah. But this is going to be the mo all year. I hate to say that, but uh, we're going to go ahead and move on, man. Um, the question for you guys tonight is: Eugene Amari this year's Jordan Goodwin? I believe so. I think that we're going to talk about it next. But before we do, tonight's episode is brought to you by Game time and let me go ahead and put my thing up there real quick boom so game time so i'm a big ticket guy right i go to baseball games basketball games football games i mean i go to games all the time but i've gone through Ticketmaster. i've gone through sea geek to me the best one on the market right now to get your money's worth is game time because you shouldn't have to worry about buying your tickets to the next event game time is the fastest 
and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports events, including music events, comedy shows, theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guaranteed. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. So again, um, I've gone through every ticket app. They they all have, you know, hidden fees is a big stickler to me. You know, I believe, you know, what you pay is what you pay. I don't really, I, I hate it when they throw those fees in there. And that's why you definitely got to rock with game time because number one, you can see your view from your seat before you buy, which is key. So you know exactly where you're sitting and what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show your total upfront. So you know you're getting a great deal without the hidden fees. I'm trying to tell you. Buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. Game time has deals and tickets right up to the start of the event. And even an hour after it starts, I'm trying to tell y'all, man, it's the place to find last-minute seats. So take the guess we got to buy tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. And again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NBA. Correction for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And Locked On has launched the first ever national sports. 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you, 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. So just go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. I'm trying to tell you, I mean, big things are happening over here on the Locked On Network. So the question for you guys tonight, is Eugene Emery this year's Jordan Goodwin? And should he be considered... After the deadline, of course, to get significant minutes on the second unit. I'm going to say yes. I mean, just starting off of tonight's performance, nine minutes, he can, he, 10 points, one rebound, one assist, three out of um, three from five from the field, one for two from three. Um, get, got to the free throw line for four attempts. He made three of them, got a steal. All this in nine minutes. You, I mean, we, we talk about it with certain players, right? Um, Anthony Gill is another player where, you know, what they contribute isn't always like collected in a statistics, uh, excuse me, tonight, statistical category, right? Effort. Emery, man, is a dog. He is a dog in the paint. He, he has the ability to stretch the floor and shoot threes. He's a guy that I think we need to consider when they finally move on from Gallo. Definitely, definitely have to consider Eugene Emery in the rotation. So, I mean, again, definitely let me know what you guys think down below. Uh, comment. Let me know. Do you think that Emory is part of the future? I mean, what do you think his place is in his organization going forward? Because every team needs a dog. And Eugene Emory is a dog, I'm trying to tell you. So, yeah, I mean, answering that question real quick, I think that this he could be this year's Jordan Goodwin. I think he's a guy that when we move on from Gallinari and the fourth spot on the second unit opens up. Now, I get it. It kind of looks at, you know, there's a couple other guys to look at, right? Patrick Baldwin Jr. Is he a guy that they bring up and give significant time at the four position on the second unit? So, there's, you know, there's a lot of variables because obviously um, I believe sooner, not later, we're going to make deals to offload, if not most, all of these expiring veteran deals that we have on the roster. But I believe that after the smoke settles, you have to at least give this man 10, 15 minutes a night because he continues to show the dog mentality, the effort, I think that in, in, in sort of small key or low key way, he's a leader because he shows by effort. He's shown a lot of these young guys, man, especially these young guys who go back between the Wizards and the Go-Go effort. What it takes to earn a roster spot in the NBA, right, is effort, dog, being a dog on defense, you know, doing all those small things, man. And you know, I, I love to see this from a, and here's the crazy thing, man. I, 
this effort is coming from a guy who's fighting for a spot. You know, this is the type of fight that I would like to see the whole roster take. You know, you know, playing every game like you're playing for a position, playing every game like you're playing for a next contract, regardless if you have one or not. That is culture. That is something that, you know, you want to see from guys who are getting that bag already. But the fact that Eugene, is, he came in and he is just, I, I keep calling him, he's a dog, man. I, I, you know, so I'm very excited, man. I like what I see in Eugene Emery, man. I think that he definitely, you know, is it too soon to say if he's part of the future long term? Okay, maybe, yeah. And especially at age 26, maybe. But in the in the short term, in the during the rebuild, why not give him some minutes and see what his, what his ceiling truly is? So, again, um, definitely let me know what you guys think, man, because I think that, Eugene Amaruri is just, he's just, he, we need a guy like that on the team. And then, like I said, you can say Anthony Gill's that guy, but I think Eugene's that guy, man. He's a dog. He's a linebacker in a basketball uniform. And we definitely need to see what we have from him going forward. So um, we're going to go ahead and move on to comments tonight. Like I said, it's going to be short and sweet tonight, everybody. But before we do, tonight's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Now, as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins, though. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. Don't, don't, don't even think about it. You know, get on there right now and go ahead and set up an account because I'm trying to tell you, the app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over and unders, Play um, parlays and more. So all you got to do is visit fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. Fanduel, the official partner of the National Football League. So again, um, definitely appreciate you guys for rocking with me tonight. Um, my, my main man E, he's um definitely taking the night off, man. So I'm rolling solo tonight. So appreciate you guys coming out. So we're gonna slide into comments and whatever comments we do not get to tonight, uh, we got some mailbag episodes coming up, man. So definitely shoot us your best questions and comments so starting off with matt what's going on matt how you doing what does johnny davis even do it that is a very good question um i think the his biggest asset is his defense and his rebounder would be number two but as far as the offensive basketball player he is non-existent man um he's not aggressive enough i mean i get it you know he got nine minutes tonight you know, can you say small sample size? Well, I guess not, because in nine minutes, Eugene and Marie got 10 points. So, you know, can we really use that excuse anymore that Johnny Davis didn't get enough minutes? Yeah, you can argue that, especially with a rebuild and the fact that we're supposed to start looking at, you know, getting exposure for some of these young guys to either A, see what they contribute long-term for the Wizards, or B, what can really be their value in the trade market. And Johnny Davis right now looks like he's not going to get many minutes in a rotation now. Could that change after the deadline? Absolutely. But as far as a confidence standpoint, you know, making a guy wait to the deadline to give him significant minutes, I don't, I, I don't get it. And I think that I don't personally think that Johnny Davis is a permanent part of the vision going forward. I think he's going to be put part of a future deal, whether it's at the deadline or in the offseason. So that's a good question, man. I mean, defensively, you know, you see the dog. You know, rebounding, you see the dog. But offensively, he is lost in these solves. So let's see. Uh, PXPX and PXPX says failures in defense or rather no defense. Amen. Wagner did whatever he wanted easily without any resistance. The only bright spot is an excellent game by Denny. Yo, Denny, and I say this all the time, man, and people <laughs> still criticize and think I hate on Denny and I don't. Um, this is what I've been waiting for from Denny. 
we know he can do defensively. I say it every episode. Defensively, he is solid. He's above average, if not elite, given the matchup. But on the offensive end, this is what we've been waiting for. You know, he is consistently putting up good offensive numbers. Now, has he had a few bad games in there? Absolutely. But overall, he's been consistent and giving good off, you know, good effort on the offensive end. So, no, nah, look, I totally agree, man. Denny had a really good night, especially backing up Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole. Um, I definitely looked at him to be that third score for this team. But, yeah, the defense is trash, man. The defense is hard to watch. We're not a good defensive team. And, you know, rebounding is trash. I mean, Gafford comes in, he can get a couple of blocks, but then, you know, most of the game, he's non-existent. And I like Gaff, man. I like Gaff, but I like Gaff as a backup. I don't like Gaff as a starter. I think eventually, you know, whether, you know, we go get Saar in a draft or Bradshaw, whether we make a move going down the line for a vet remains to be seen, man. But I definitely think that in this draft, year's draft, depending on the, the position we're in, center has to be the priority. Now, number one overall, maybe you can argue best player available. But I think center needs to be addressed in this year's draft. But appreciate the comment. Uh, Shug Biz once said, don't say Denny had a good game. Fanny will hear you. But don't even start none now. <laughs> don't start none. Uh, let's see. Um, definitely appreciate you guys. We're going to probably read about three more. We got a little bit of time, so it might be more. Uh, let's see. Um, ben said, at Shug Biz. Uh, laugh out loud. Didn't he play good tonight? Well, Denny had a really good game, man, especially on, on the offensive end. Um, but oh, you know, outside of the solid three, which I'm going to call him because we haven't had a big three, in my opinion, here in DC in a very long time. Um, so the solid three of Poole, Kuzma, and Avia, they played well. Let's see. Oh, Lord, Benz, come on, Benz. Del Rio must be drawn up the defensive strategy for the Wizards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he must have, man. They must have hired Del Rio, man, because defensively. You know, I I gotta be honest with y'all, man. I don't want to. I, I get tired of hearing the whole mo of Western Cell as being a defensive minded coach. I've seen zero defense since he since he's came over from Denver. I don't see where defense is. Maybe it's it's lost. Maybe we need to go and find it. But it is non-existent. It's not here in DC, man. It's somewhere else. Because I don't I don't I don't, I don't buy the whole defensive minded coach. The defense in year three has not improved. You know, you change you change our personnel, but it's the same issues as far as coaching on the defensive side man same issues we're terrible in transition we're terrible in the paint we're, ch- we're terrible in rotation i mean we're, we're terrible in rebounding we just we have we've had the same issues every year these three years western cell jr has been the coach so i mean uh let's see shook bids one said uh Denny's here has made huge strides i am impressed absolutely man i think a lot of people are man this is definitely what a lot of us Wanted to see. Um, and then he turned around and said, Eugene needs a permanent role. I agree. I think that Eugene, man, you need a dog like Eugene on every team. You know, there was um there was a show today, I'm trying to think it was uh Bill Simmons podcast, but they were talking about um Draymond Green. Hate him or love him, but I think that we all can agree that every team needs a Draymond Green. Everybody, every, every team needs a Amaru, a guy who's tough, an enforcer, a guy who understands his role. This see this that's the thing about Draymond Green is that. You know, in that system in Golden State is, is shooters, right? He's surrounded by shooters, but he knows what his job is. You know, you don't see Draymond out there popping 10 attempts from the three-point uh, three line. He knows what his position is. He knows what his role is. And I think Amaru is that guy, an enforcer, a, t- a guy who's going to come in and show the effort. He's going to go slide for loose balls. He's going he's gonna to take an elbow to the face and stay in. You know, he's a tough guy, man. He's a linebacker who, for some reason, chose to play basketball, man. He needs to be playing for the commanders. So definitely appreciate what or appreciate the comment 
Uh, David Butler says, what's the definition of uh, was insanity? But uh, doing is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Amen. Um, I said that last year it, when um, under the bill era where it was built from the middle, you know, doing the same thing, expecting different results. Now, I, I see where you're going with it. It kind of and how I'm kind of using the comment is what's unsealed in defense. You know, every year we are a bad defensive team. And and I know, you know, me and E both covered it, that it was real questionable why they decided to enact his fourth year option so fast. Because under the new front office, I thought they were going to evaluate West Sunset Jr. And, and then go from there and say, all right, maybe you're the guy, maybe you're not the guy, but go from there. But he ain't it, man. You know, coming over here, this whole defensive-minded mirage, the defense has been trashed all three years. So I'm with you. I do not um, – let's see. We're going to do about two, three more, man. Let's see. Shadow Dancer, what's going on with you? Fire that mediocre coach. Wes is the worst coach in history. You can't have someone just because he's the son of a former star. Well, I'm with you. I do believe that the name had a lot to do with him being hired because maybe you can say that the work he did, because the MO, we all know what the MO was coming from Denver, right? That he was pivotal of teaching people like Jamal Murray and Jokic defense. So he came over here with the MO of being a defensive-minded coach. But he's not a defensive-minded coach. The defense is worse than it was under Scott Brooks. I mean, I don't know where the defense is. Like I said, we gotta get a, we gotta put an APP out for the defense because I don't think they showed up yet. I think they're still in preseason. But I'm with you, man. I, I don't not I, I you know I don't think they're gonna fire him in the middle of the season. I like I mean unless I, I was gonna say unless it gets too bad. But I mean, look at the record. I think we hit too bad. But it, it depends. You know, um, Ted Leonsis is not a guy who is known to fire coaches in the middle of the season. So I think he, but I think you definitely have to look at the head coaching position and really evaluate and say, look, man, what are we doing? What are we doing? So um, let's try to get a couple of more. Uh, Kai Jones, you know, we've been there and done that. And I told you guys um, how I feel about that. I'm not going to touch about it. <laughs> um, let's see, man. Uh, let's see, Matt, another good comment. Let's see, uh, he's a good death bench player. You want to have a crazy ceiling, but players like him are needed, and he shows he's committed. Amen. I agree a hundred percent. I think every team needs an enforcer, a high effort guy on their team, whether it's a Draymond Green or is it Amory? Man, I, I think he definitely has a place as far as the culture. Now, the ceiling, I agree, is not going to be too high, but I think just from the culture standpoint, you need a guy who's going to show by example. He was going to lead by example. Effort, absolutely. Um, Isolation said, also, yeah, Eugene gives 100% effort. Much rather have him be a center of the second unit. Gallo just isn't a center. You know, I mean, if you're going small ball in the second unit, why not? I mean, I, I agree with you. The effort alone, I think you need to take into consideration what he can do on as far as the second unit center because Muscala ain't it and Gallo just ain't it, man. He's just too slow. Um, <laughs> and my man Ben said, yep, I agree. Gallo is so slow and unathletic. He's a standing cone. Yeah, he might as well have the daggone Walker with the tennis balls on him, man. I mean, he's he's just he's a, he's a mummy at this point in his career, but he still shows that score mentality in this show. So I definitely think you can get value from a contending team. Not much. I mean, I think maybe around along the lines of a second round pick or maybe a, a you know a G League player who could be developed. But you're not gonna get a super amount of like assets for Gallinari this stage in his career. So. Uh, but I agree with you guys, man. Um, C. 
High Rocket says, has to be tough covering his team. Well, you know what? This is the thing about love, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. It's hard, but you know, I, I, at the end of the day, man, I love the Wizards, man. I just, you know, I think we definitely are going down the right road, finally hitting that re, the reset, the rebuild button. It, you know, the, the rebuild, man, is tough. You got to sit through a lot of these types of games, man. So, you know, put your seatbelt on, man, because it's going to be a rough ride for at least three to four years, man. Um, ben said, uh, we're showcasing the vets. I agree. Um, Brando72 says, fire unsailed. I think he is gone at the end of the year. I'm with you. I, I don't see. I mean, can it get better? I mean, year three, same issues. I'm just saying. Um, um, here we go. Invax, man, who are you scouting in the draft? Easy, man. If we get the first overall pick, I mean, I know Ron Holland, Holland is the guy that is mock draft right now to be the, the number one overall. And it's, if you go with best player available, then – Maybe you slide Denny to the four, you move Kuz, um, Bilal to two, and you let Ron Holland be the wing. That's the scenario. But I, I humbly think that um, the center position has to be addressed in the draft, man. Um, I think that Alex Sar has way, has way too much potential not to take a chance of him in the draft, man. I mean, his offensive game is a little raw, but he's an athletic guy for his size, man. I mean, he's a guy that – I'm I'm definitely looking at Alex Sar. Now there's a lot of names, man. Bradshaw, you know, there's a lot of names, but you know, obviously, point guard is another emphasis for us going forward. A permanent point guard, you know, Isaiah Colley out of USC. He's a guy I'm looking at. DJ Wagner out of Kentucky. I'm a Kentucky guy, so I'm definitely looking at DJ Wagner. Um, so because I remember his dad, Dewan Wagner, man, scoring 100 points in a high school game. So I remember him. Didn't pan out of NBA, but he does come from good stock. So that this is a few people I'm looking at as far as our draft position because we're definitely top five. So, you know, you can you can say Ron Holland at number one, but you can also make a case for Alex Sar. But we were definitely going to talk a lot about that going towards the draft. But I get it, man. You're already thinking about the draft. I'm with you, brother. Um, Brandon, what's up, Mike? It does. What's, what's going on with you, man? Um, I thought it was a good game, to be honest. it was, I mean, it was a good game per ah, – I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you look at a standpoint, yeah, Denny showed that – this this is his breakout season, in my opinion. You know, he's been consistent as far as his offensive output, man. So I, and I, when you look at this, the realm of, you know, certain guys like Denny or Bilal or even Kispert, you know, a lot of these young guys or even these veteran aspiring deals, progress is really the big win here. So I, I get it. You know, it's good to see Denny really take that step offensively, man, because, again, we know what he can do defensively. But he, he has finally arrived as a – a threat, you know, a guy that people are gonna have to notice on the th- on the three point line, man, which hasn't been the case the last two years. I mean, you know, a lot of people kind of just or the last three, sorry, but um, people kind of just watched him and let him shoot. People aren't doing that anymore. They're really trying to cover that ground. So there's he's getting respect. He really is, and it's good to see. So let's go forward. The losing got to Ed tonight. Laugh out loud, Brandon. You deserve a double pay for doing the solo and helping us with this therapy session. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Nah, you know, it's hard to watch, man. Definitely shout out to my man E, man. You know, it's tough to watch, man. But um, definitely appreciate you guys, man. Um, it, you know, it is therapy chopping up with you guys, man. We, we're gonna get through this together, man. But it's you know, it's a rebuild, but we're gonna get through it, man. We will get there. Um, let's see. 
Let's see. Mikey Doves, appreciate you. said, you never hated on Denny. You don't hate on anybody. I mean, I, I try to be fair across the board, man. I mean, I was really tough on Bradley Bill, not from a player standpoint, but from the standpoint that I just didn't like, you know, you chopping up, smiling, and you're getting blown out by 30 points. I try to be fair across the board. You know, I try to call it like it is, man, but I appreciate that. I mean, you know, Denny, I, I mean, early on, did I, did, was I in favor of us drafting Denny? No, I'm going to be honest with you. I wasn't. Um, I was a Tyrus Halliburton guy, but, you know, I built up and I watched Denny kind of grow, you know, from a guy who was very raw, you know, into a guy who now can play, in my opinion, an all defensive level. And now his his offensive game, um, his offensive game's coming along. His defense is, again, an all defensive level, but his offense has it, been it's been really cool watching him evolve, man, and really develop. So, I, I you know, obviously, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be 100 with you. I was not in favor of us drafting him. I thought that Tyrese Halliburton was the better fit. Maybe you can say it in hindsight, but watching Denny Avia grow has been really cool, man. So I will say that. Um, Vaxman says Orlando rebuilt, or their rebuild is way better than ours. I'll tell you what, man. Franz Wagner is 6'10". When it hit, was his ability to be a sniper and play defense, man, they got a scary team. Vanchero, I mean, they need they need to figure what figure out what's going on with these, this guard rotation. They, I mean, one of these guys, if not two of these guys, or eventually get moved, man. Whether it's Suggs, you know, whether they think Anthony Black, but they look, they built the right way. They find a, uh, they find a center. This is going to be a team they're going to have to deal with for the next three or five, man. Orlando definitely has developed this young talent, so I'm with you, man. Um, ben said Orlando has been rebuilding for a long time now. They're finally starting to get good. We're year one of rebuild. I mean, you kind of look at them. We're, we're kind of a similar spot, developing young talent. Um, I think the key for us, just like the key for Orlando, was, you know, building through the draft and hitting those draft picks. You know, Jalen Suggs looked good. I mean, Jalen Suggs really looked good tonight. And I've always been a big fan of him coming out of Gonzaga. I mean, Benchero, we already know what he can do, man. You know, in my opinion, he is he's a future superstar. And then Cole Anthony. You know, like I said, they got a lot of guards, man. So they're going to have to figure out what their guard rotation is going to be. But I, I feel you, man. I think this could definitely be an example. And then, obviously, I, we, me and E, we've used other examples in the past. Um, Golden State, to me, is an example building through the draft. You know, they built exclusively through the draft. And when it came time to make it that big move with – you know, they made a big move, whether it was Iguodala or whether it was Durant. So I definitely agree. Uh, we're going to do two more, man. I, I know I've been saying that, but I, I appreciate chopping up with you guys, man. Um, let's see. Get back to Matt, who says, we have to accumulate draft picks. Otherwise, we're going to turn into the Pistons, who are never in a never, ever ending rebuild. I agree. You have to hit through the draft. And you have to pick players who fit the system. Um, I, you know, looking at Detroit, their backcourt doesn't seem like they're comfortable playing with each other. I mean, with you know, Cunningham and, and Jaden Ivey, I don't, you know, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, um, they have a lot of young talent and, you know, they got a legit coach. So I don't know, man, Detroit, it looks like they're going to have another year where they're going to be challenging for that number one pick. They're going to be up there with us. So it is what it is. Ben said, preach Brandon, but it says done zero defensively. Look, I'm just trying to call like it is. Year three, you have not seen any any difference. I mean, there's no defense. I mean, I don't know why he's called a defensive line coach. It's just I don't get it. Um, so we're gonna do a couple more. I know I've been saying that, man, but like I said, um, uh, a couple more. Uptown Scott, what's good? Perimeter D, transition D, rebounding, suffering. Wiz needed to make a trade for at least another decent big. Well, I mean, here's the thing, then we've been saying that since the season started which is we expected a lot more you know 
depth at the center position. And I was, you know, Muscala being the, the the primary backup, I just never understood. You watch a lot of guys, you know, Bobo, you know, whether you hate him or love him, you know, he's a young guy who can still develop. I, I, so I think this is by design. It's hard to watch, but you know, I I agree. They we need another big man. So maybe we do, you know, maybe we go ahead and get that big um at the deadline. I don't think the big we get at the deadline is gonna be the permanent big. I definitely think in the draft we, we're gonna be looking at SAR, man. Um, because I think that Jenny may be best served on the wing or Bilal. So we'll see. Um we're gonna do one more. We'll see. Uh oh, there we go. Um, don't forget Mo Bamba. I'm with you, man. <laughs> I mean, Mo Bamba was a guy, but I, you know, that's the thing that you know, we looked at him, we looked at uh Christian Wood. It really, you know, which one of these guys really wanted to come to Washington? You know, that's the thing. You know, I don't think Christian Wood was realistic, even though I was a big catalyst with going out there and getting him. You know, Mo Bamba would have been nice backing up Gaff or being the primary center, I believe. But um, so we're gonna go ahead and we are going to Call it the night, y'all. We got a couple. I definitely appreciate a lot of the nice comments, man. My man, man, said locked on Wiz always makes my day better. Thanks, Ed and Brandon. Appreciate you, homie. Definitely appreciate you guys, man, showing up. Um, definitely appreciate you guys, man. So we're gonna go ahead and call it a night. But let me tell you, man, Locked On has launched its first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on Sports Today is here for you. 24 7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of locked on plus our national shows covering every league go to locked on sports today on youtube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel um youtube man like subscribe definitely subscribe man if you're not a member of locked on which is definitely considered man because we're gonna be chopping up recapturing the year man you guys know how we do man we have we like to have fun over here man so definitely consider subscribing comment below do you think that Eugene Amory is this year's Jordan Goodwin? Definitely, definitely let me know what you guys think. Wherever you get your podcast, five-star review is much appreciated, you guys. So, again, appreciate you guys hanging out with me tonight, man. Um, Friday night, uh, the Wizards are back in Orlando playing the Orlando Magic. So, hopefully they get back on track. But um, we definitely will get, let you go. Uh, let you go. Let you guys know whether we do a recap Friday night or we do it Sunday. But we will be doing a recap for the Orlando Magic game. So again, everybody have a blessed night. Everybody have a good rest of your week, and I'll see you guys next time. And peace, everybody. Enjoy your night, y'all.